0: and talking like us. Do you have any idea?
1: No idea. We'll find out when we do the recording and listen to it. All right. <laughs> so let's... let's start over. Welcome back, everybody. And you know I'm not going to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back everybody, this is Weight Loss in the Mind, I'm your co-host Scott Patton along with Shane James, and as you can tell, we're in our brand new recording studio, which happens to be my living room this time, we've moved out of the sauna, I'm holding a little digital recorder, a little bit different than what we've been recording on previously, although the same thing that we recorded on in the sauna, and we fully expect the sound quality to be awesome, but if it isn't, uh, it's a learning experience for us and for you. So how are you doing today, Shane? I'm doing totally
0: awesome. No. I mean, I'm doing. Oh <coughs> <I'll> wait. <laughs> I'm good.
1: Doing... And it rings once. <laughs> <laughs> can, uh, turn mine off too. Okay, everybody listening to this, please turn off your cell phones, <laughs> including me. Do you want to take a minute and answer your messages? I'm sure everybody here would be happy to wait. That's right. for my messages. Do <laughs> you want me to go through them with everybody? Yeah. All right. We can discuss them and see what what, what, we, what you should do. So uh, are
0: you thinking fit and feeling fit? I'm always thinking fit and feeling fit. Actually, I mean, it's being fit. Thinking fit and being fit. Think fit, and being, think fit, be fit. Think fit, be fit. Think fit, be fit. Hopefully everybody out there is also doing that. I feel really great today because we're not in a sauna and I can actually think and kind
1: of talk today. We just actually finished going for a really nice walk in the woods by the river. And that's the real reason that you're feeling great, because you had all that nature around you.
0: Yes, and we're not in a sauna and not dripping sweat and trying to breathe and trying to talk at the same time and trying to see everything, you know. And he had a great time, folks. Yeah, it was, quite, it was quite an interesting experience. We
1: can go back in there if you want.
0: <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm much more comfortable where we are today. But uh, it was a good experience. It was. Yeah, it was. Actually, uh, after we did our sauna cast, I was talking to one of my friends, and she was like, oh, cool, you guys are in the sauna speaking. And I said, yeah, you'll have to join us next time. And she's like, yeah, I'll do that. So, yeah, she was actually into it. And then we actually started talking about going to an Indian sweat lodge, just like me and you had talked about because it's very healthy. So she's into that too. So I thought I'd mention that to you, that uh, we'll all go to the Indian sweat lodge. Right. together.
1: We'll tell everybody how, how it was for us when, we were, uh, when we we're done. I did it for a year.
0: Yeah, that's why, yeah. I, I haven't did that, so cool. it would be nice to go well, try something new. You know I like to try new stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Awesome, man. Cool. So what are we going to be talking about today? Well, you know when I was driving here first, it was like I'm on the road driving away, right? Mm-hmm. And before I was coming here, I was like, i got to go to the gym. I have to go to the gym. And I'm sitting in my house, and it was one of those days where I didn't get all the work done I needed to get done. Right. So I had an option. Do I go to the gym or do I finish the work that I need to get done? Now, let's face it. There are so many times in my day, and I'm sure everybody listening can agree with this too, that we have lots of work to do and we're just not going to finish it in that day no matter what. That's right. And I, what I had to do is decide fitness is more important. My health is more important because I could keep procrastinating and I could keep putting it off over and over and over again and not do it. So I thought in my brain and I said, all right, Shane. You know, make good pictures of yourself. You know, health in and shape and feeling good. Then I made a picture. If I didn't go, I'd feel crappy about myself and sluggish. And right where there my brain goes, go to the gym. You have to. Get your stuff and go. I grabbed my stuff and went. Had
1: a great workout. Perfect. That's a great, great example of some of the teachings of uh, previous podcasts we had. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and it's interesting because we'll often say we don't have time, right? And I was... I believe I was reading a book, but it might have been a friend of ours that was talking who said, you know what, you can you can be looking at your day and it's going, wow, yeah, I'm really busy, really busy, I've got no time, got no time, and then, you know, heaven forbid, but your mother or your mother-in-law gets sick, or your dad or dad-in-law gets sick, and they're in the hospital, what happens? You drop everything, you go to the hospital... And you spend four hours with them at the hospital, right? It doesn't matter what the other work was. All of a sudden, it doesn't become that. It's not really that important after all. That's right. And I think that that that's kind of what happens is we we make it really seem important to us so that we don't. But it's not really that important. You know, the sun still rises tomorrow Mm -hmm. regardless of what happens. So it's just a
0: matter of setting those priorities. That's right. i got a good story for what you just said about, you know, if somebody gets sick sick in the hospital, one of them, my client's, his mother actually got sick, just what you've said, and she had to go to the hospital, and her mother was sick for like eight days, and she stuck with her fitness. She went and walked around the hospital. would go stay with her mother, and when her mother went to sleep, she'd go walk around the hospital for an hour every day. Wow. And she even brought her little weights and her little dumbbells and put them in the car, and as she was walking, she'd pump her weights. Good for her. That's dedication. That's right. That's somebody that wants it really bad, you know. See, she didn't have an excuse. Even though her mother was sick, she didn't say, "Well, I'm just going to sit in the waiting room while she sleeps and 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 mm-hmm. not yeah, not look after myself." She yeah. went forward and just kept going and going, and nothing was going to stop her. And I said, "Wow, that's great. really neat. That's a great story." That is, yeah. So today, what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about ten beliefs. I'm actually going to do five first. Ten yeah. two-part podcast. Two-part podcast. Yeah. yeah. Five beliefs that I found that helps people get results in their weight and keep it off. And this is coming from quite a few studies that I've did in the last probably three months. Cool. So this is from articles from magazines, this is from studies, and this is from over probably 100 people that I've been talking to and working with. Great. And so, so these are the top ten beliefs that help them create success in their way. And we're going to do from ten all the way down to
1: six this time and from five all the way down to one next time. That's right. So we have, you know, it's like if Letterman can do it, we can do it, right? <laughs> so the number ten belief chain is...
0: Delayed gratification. Okay. Now, the first one, this is the very first one that I found in my studies, Well, the tenth one, you said so. Yeah. Was people who delayed their gratification. So what they did is, in
1: order to be successful in losing weight, you have to have delayed gratification. That's right. Let me explain it
0: first. All right. So what they believed is that they did not have to have instant gratification right away. Okay. okay. Now, now, remember, these are people that I studied and worked with and got into their brains to figure out how they really thought. To and do who this. were
1: successful at getting to an ideal body weight.
0: Yeah, all these people that I've researched and studied and been working with are all at their ideal healthy weight now where they want to be. Right. Okay. So delayed gratification. So just for those of us that are wondering what those two words mean, can you give us a definition? Delayed gratification would be something that you're going to put off for a long-term reward.
1: Okay. So rather than having an ice cream today and make my tummy feel good
0: and my taste buds tingle, I'm going to not have it. That's right. Then that would be instant gratification. Right. The ice cream that you're going to eat right at that moment. Right. Because you're thinking about the long-term effect of feeling good and being great. So you're going to not have that ice cream to put it off so you can get delayed gratification. Okay. All right. Now, by this train of thinking, these people were able to stick to their program a lot easier. And what I found that they did is they made a list um, of of their long-term gratification. So what they did is they actually were writing it down of what it was going to be like in the end. Mm, that's a great idea. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was a really cool strategy they were using. And I found that they were not choosing crappy foods for quick fixes. And that comes down to they were writing down the long-term gratification. It was more important to them than that quick fix of that you know, instant chocolate bar. Right. It's so important that you have solid,
1: tangible easy to view goals of what you want. Right? Yeah. Because when you've got those you can make an easy choice. Like my goal is to, you know, climb to the top of the hill. And okay, I've got a skateboard and I can ride down the hill from here, right? Yeah. Going in the wrong direction, of course, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but when you know no, I need to go up there, then you get off the skateboard and you walk up. Right? Yeah, that's right. right. So
0: yeah, it's really important that you have clear goals for what you want to do. Very important, yeah. And so what they started to, they started to consistently think about how good the long-term results would feel instead of how good the quick fixes would feel. Mm. Now, there's one word I said that I noticed that they started to do. They were consistently thinking about that. Okay, okay. that's a okay. very important part that I took out of the, their brain of what they did. Yeah. Because it just wasn't a one-day thing. They were consistently thinking about it, about their long-term result, yeah. about this long-term gratification. Now, remember that anything in your life of value is going to take time. Yep. Anything, right? To have good health, to lose weight, to become rich, to be famous, to have great
1: trusting friendships, it all takes time. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That nothing is... Tiger Woods didn't become the best
0: golfer in the world the first time he played golf. No. But let's face it, as humans, a lot of us, we want it now. Yeah. We want everything now. We want that... Perfect relationship now. We want that great spouse now. We want people to change now. We want ourselves to change now, right? We want everything right now. We don't want to wait. and you know, we want that ice cream now, right? And then in the end, Tony, we we've been talking about ice
1: cream, and I have no desire to have an ice cream cone.
0: Anyway, that's just I want to just throw
1: that out, right? Like I can remember six months ago, we'd be going, oh man, that creamy ice cream and a little chocolate sprinkles and
0: yeah, no, no, I could care less. That's right. Well, I would rather have long-term delayed gratification than I would rather have instant gratification right now. That's right. Right? Like, I would have rather went to the gym today than... And think about that. Me going to the gym today was for having actually long-term gratification. So I keep getting better and better health. That's right. Or I could have stayed there and, you know, finished some of my work that... I mean, I went and got it all done anyways, and it can wait till tomorrow morning anyways. That's right. You know, it wasn't like a report that had to be on the desk. I'm my own boss anyway, so it doesn't matter, right? Right. You know, so. Now, so that, that was the first one that I learned, was that delayed gratification played a major part in these people's success. Now, so, I would say to everybody listening right now, stop and take a look at yourself. Are you choosing instant gratification in your life all the time, or are you choosing delayed gratification? Mm -hmm. Are you seeing the long-term result, and are you willing to wait, and are you willing to have this thing called patience, patience to have a better life, patience to make more money, patience to have a better health life, patience to, you know, make your weight goals, because the bottom line is, you know, when you're exercising and you're choosing healthy eating, you have to have patience, because it didn't come on overnight, and it's not going to Come off overnight. Yeah,
1: and uh, you know, I'm just thinking of like the
0: financial ramifications of what
1: you're saying, because any financial advisor will tell you the power of compound interest. You know, five percent a year for 20 years, if you put X amount of dollars in, this is going to be a huge amount of dollars at the end of 20 years. But you, and particularly if you put in, if you save consistently, a little bit of money every month over a long period of time, that becomes a significant amount of money. It's the same thing. You spend that 20 minutes, that hour in the gym every day or every two days, and then over three or four or five years, what a huge difference it makes in your health.
0: Yeah.
1: Same thing, you have a, a donut and an ice cream cone every day, after 20 years, what a huge difference that makes in your life. That's right. So, you know, a good one and a bad one. So. That's right.
0: Well, why do you think we want instant gratification right away? Because we want quick, good feelings. Mm. It's all come back to feelings, really. That's right. When you think about why do we grab a chocolate bar or a bag of chips or, or have that dessert, we get a quick, good fix for it, a quick, good feeling. Yeah. That's what we really get. Yeah. So, so it's like a high. It's so a high. So we need that quick, you know, feeling. Mm. And then after, it kind of comes off and we're like, crap, man, why, yeah. you know, why did I make that choice? Yeah, give a chance to beat yourself up. That's right. So that's why I say if you're consistently thinking about delayed gratification, when you're at the table and that dessert comes by, don't look at the feeling that you're going to get instantly. Think about the long-term effect, right? Easier
1: said than done, too, because we're really in the habit of thinking. Like I'm talking, the general populace is in the habit of, like, right now, right now, right now. Well, we're in the habit of not thinking. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you remind me, too, of, like, there's two types of fires you can burn. Like, just imagine it's a cold, cold uh, fall night, it's, and you're camping out in the wilderness or whatever, right? So you can go and you can get twigs and build up a whole pile of twigs and light them, and they just go, push. They burn really fast, really hot, right? And before you know it, they're all gone. Or you can put the twigs down, and you can get some big logs and stick the logs on, and then the logs, bur- you know, once they get going, they burn long and slow.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. So, and which which type of fire do you want? Do you want to have that big? Push. Then that it's gone, which is, of course, the ice cream cone. Or do you want to have that log that's burning and giving off a nice glowing heat for the whole night, which, of course, is a long, healthy life, right? That's right, yeah. So, cool. Well, what's the number nine of our list?
0: I'm just enjoying this podcast because we're not in that sauna, and I'm not sweating like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is just awesome. I'm nice and cool, and I'm feeling good, and I'm not saying, let's get out of this sauna, and I'm sweating all over the place. But we can go back in there. Yeah, you can tell how oh, much I enjoyed that podcast. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, I know you did. You loved watching, I, you you loved watching me sweat. I so Actually, I just loved your discomfort. It was just great.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Performance under
0: duress. Yeah, that's yeah. right. It was good. I didn't even talk about what I was going to talk about. I talked about something totally different. That's right. That's right. <laughs> So the next belief that people took on to achieve their ideal weight and stay there was they focused on their behaviors and not just on the outcome. Hmm. So let me explain that to you. Now this is a problem that... Mo- this is probably one of the most important things that you can learn to win the war on weight loss. See, most weight loss programs are going to strictly focus on, um, an example say, eat fewer calories than you burn. Okay, so true, but explaining how weight is lost does not inform us of our daily actions. Right. Okay. Yeah, like how much is a calorie? Yeah. For, you know, for like, example. You know, who, yeah, I that's right. I, I mean, by saying eat fewer calories and you burn, you're not focusing on the behavior, but you're strictly going to focus on just the outcome.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, the outcome doesn't create the change. We already know the outcome, right? Think about this. How many of you guys listening right now have heard that before? We all know that. Yeah, we have heard that. But our populations are getting more and more obese each year. It's an epidemic. But why? Because we're first got to focus on our behaviors. When we focus on our behaviors, then that teaches us, it teaches us the actions, the day-to-day stuff that we need to do. Okay. Okay. So be very um, aware if you're in a program that you're not just focused on the outcome. Right, right. And oftentimes, like, and I have to relate this to
1: business, oftentimes if you have a project that needs to be done and you tend to focus on getting the whole project and you've got to get the whole project done, I've got to get the whole project done, what I find is I get overwhelmed. Like, this is a massive project, I don't know how we're going to do it, blah, blah, blah. But if you say, you know what, all I need to do is call Shane and talk to him about this and write an email here and do a little design work there. Now I've got three behaviors, right? If I call you, you don't answer. That's okay because I called you. I left a message. And so I have three behaviors. I can do those things. When I get it done, oh, this feels good, right? right? I've got that done. The projects may not be any closer to being finished, but I've taken those three and we assume those three steps are all important steps in getting the project done, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and you move forward that way, right? So rather than saying, because it is overwhelming to say, okay, I'm going to be 20 pounds lighter, right? Yeah. Well, Duh, that's overwhelming. That's right? Right. But you know no what? Problem. I can stop eating ice cream every day. That's right. That's easy. That's right. But, and, you know, I mean, it's easy to, to say and it's easy to measure and it's easy to say if you did it or
0: you didn't do it, right? Yeah. And so that's the behavior. That's right. See, when we focus on the behavior, then we actually create a new habit. Right. See, and when we create the new habit, and we keep doing it over and over again, right? See, we can create a new habit, but we got to keep doing it on a repetitive scale. That's so right. So it gets ingrained into us, and then what happens is it goes into our nervous system, and it creates everlasting change. That's right. Right? A lot of times I see people, and they try and change, make the change in the behavior, and they start creating a new habit, but they only do that new habit for like two weeks, or even three weeks, sometimes people say, well, it takes, what, 29 days to, to break a habit? Mm-hmm. I mean, I disagree with that, because everybody's different. I, I've broken habits in seven to ten days, but then there's other habits that have taken me three months to break. Right. So this 29-day thing, I mean, I honestly don't know where some psychologist or whoever's come up with this, to tell you the truth, but... I know me personally. Like I just said, I've did it all different ways to break my habits.
1: Well, everyone's individual.
0: Right? That's right, and I think you're going to find that some days, if you make a target of 29 days, it's just a, it's just a goal, right? And and you just got to keep doing it and doing it and doing it. Like I said to myself, I have had habits that I've had to break that I've tried to do the 29 day thing and and, and succeeded, but then I noticed two weeks later I was back doing it again. So that means I didn't break the habit, I didn't change the behavior So that means I had to go back and do it again And I had to implement a longer time So again, when we were talking about the other day What I did is I had to find the right strategy for myself So I had to go back and find the right strategy And then the right strategy was maybe two and a half months for me And then I got that ingrained, that new behavioral pattern Into my nervous system And once it was ingrained into my nervous system That I could totally create the change
1: and then it becomes automatic. That's right. Yeah, yeah. so something that you're doing right now, and, we, and we've been talking about ice cream, we'll just keep talking about it, if you if you have that bowl of ice cream every day, then it's going to take you a while before you get used to the idea that you're not having it every day.
0: That's right,
1: totally. And, and how long that takes before you no longer miss it is up to you. Right? Yeah. You know, it's just your physiology, your mental state, your mind, your body and spirit and everything else and how it all works together. That's right.
0: So be very careful never to confuse an outcome with a behavior. Mm -hmm. Because most programs are seriously, they're focused on outcomes, and they don't really deal with the specifics about changing behavior. And that's what I was talking about in our last podcast, that a lot of the the stuff that we have coming up that I'm going to be teaching in our membership site is going to be strictly about teaching changing behavior. Okay? Because like I said, there's a lot of programs that weight loss programs specifically that teach outcome but they're not teaching the behavioral change and this is one of the reasons why our populations are getting more obese because we're missing that step and that's the most critical step yeah. it's kind of like building a foundation for the house we're missing that step and that's the behavioral step that we need to change
1: and everyone wonders why the house falls down that's right, Right. if we don't have
0: the foundation there's no house yeah. Right. it falls down eventually, right? Let me give you an example. You decide to attend a seminar on weight loss, and you're told in order to lose weight, you need to establish a good relationship with healthy food. That's it. That's what you're supposed to do, right? You're actually given advice from an expert who actually believes that they're providing you with behavioral advice. Okay? But that's false. You're actually being told what to achieve, not how to achieve. All right. Follow me on that one? Yeah. yeah, that's right. What they're really saying is do something... But we're totally not sure what you should do. But do something that'll help you have a good relationship with food. Well, I have a great
1: relationship
0: with ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> What's the problem here? So, if, having said that, if you went to like a, a seminar and they and they, you know, gave you an outcome, you know, if you don't eat this much ice cream, then you're going to lose this much weight. Right. Well, we all know that. Yeah. Okay. So now, now tell me the specifics. See, this is, if you're ever learning from experts and gurus, I'll, I'll say this. i always ask them the specifics. If they're not giving you specifics, that means they're not creating a behavioral change. They're just giving you outcome. Or the theory instead of the practice. That's right. And I truly believe that this is one of the reasons why we're stuck in this in, in such an epidemic with our weight is because we're really missing that step. Yeah, And that step does come back to the mind, right? Mm-hmm. That's where it all happens. So, again, become very aware that you're not going to confuse outcome with behavior when you're trying to make a change. Okay. And be very aware of who you're learning from. Because a lot of times when you pick up a book in the store, a weight loss book, and you start reading through it, a lot of it's got just about outcome in it. It doesn't have no action steps in there. It has no behavioral steps to change. So you'll go through the book and you'll read it, and you'll read it, and you'll read it, but there's really no um, good solid, solid advice in that book if it's just focused on outcome.
1: So if you're just reading it and it's not giving you anything to do, this is what I hear you saying, Yeah. If you like to say stop here and do something, then you've got to be careful. That's right. And it's interesting because we were just talking about a book we're both reading called The 4-Hour Work Week and I stopped. I mean, and Normally I'm that way. Like I read the book and I don't stop. I just yeah. read it and then, you know, whatever, right? Yeah. And this one, I you know, he got me and I was reading this page and I stopped and I got out a pen and paper and I started writing some stuff down and, a little bit of a plan, and, you know, it, a, yeah. it really motivated me to take action. So that, that shows me that his book is very much on the here's the behaviors that you need to work on yes. to change to get what you want yeah. as opposed to the outcome, right? Which right. is, well, you don't know, make lots of money and don't work very much, right?
0: I always know when I've read a good book or got good advice because, like you said, you, you, I would heard that book a couple times and I skimmed through it, and then you said, well, you're going to borrow it to me, and I went out and bought it that night. And when I got home, I knew it was a good book because I read the whole book that night. Right. And when I went back in, I always know it's a good book because I take a pen, and I always underline the most important parts in the book as I go. And so I get it into my you know, conscious mind. It's not deeply embedded yet get into my unconscious mind. So then I got all the pen marks, and I go back. And when I notice that I have really good information, that's not just outcome, but that can change my behavior, I go back, and those are my pen marks. Mm. And I noticed in that book I had a lot underlined. And when I have a lot underlined, that meant it was good information. So I went back over it the third time last night again to get that information ingrained into my mind. See, so yeah. and that's creating a behavioral change for me. It's going to create different habits for myself. Excellent. Okay, so the next one is... Oh, so, number eight. Number eight. And I'm not sweating in the sun. I love it. <laughs> this is great. I feel refreshed. I'm not saying, let's get this over with today. <laughs> that's right. I can breathe. I can see you. I don't have to take a shower after you're happy. I'm happy. We're not in the sauna' I'm sweating. So the next one is I've had enough. And that's not me saying I've had enough of the sauna even though I did but I've had enough. So the bad feelings got to these people of being overweight and they just said I've had enough. Mm. they've got to a threshold is what's happened. yeah okay now remember let's go back again. these are people that I've studied that have become successful and kept the weight off. And most of these people that I've studied have kept the weight off now for six months or more. Right. So I don't know if you knew this, Scott, but and I don't know if some of the listeners knew this, is that if you actually stay with your exercise and eating healthy for six months, you have about a 90% chance to actually, if you go off your program, to go back on again. Oh, wow. Yeah, because it's actually, there's stats on it that actually say that if you stick with something for six months, that if you drop out of your fitness for two months, you'll actually go back to it just like that again. Because you did it for six months. It's ingrained in you. It's part of your life now. Okay. Okay? So, and that's why some of the new programs that I develop is a lot about making sure somebody sticks with something for that six months. Because, I mean, there's been times in my life when, you know, I've I've been in fitness my whole life, but there's been times when I've got off track and maybe missed two months, But I've noticed that I always go back again. Why do I go back? Because it's a lifestyle for me. Right. It will never not be part of my life. Right. Right. Cool. So so they've had enough. They've just said enough's enough. They've experienced enough bad feelings. And they want those good feelings of being healthy in shape and fit. You know, having that energy again. Right. They start to take on an attitude where they say to themselves, I have to lose weight now. Not I might lose weight or maybe or I should lose weight or I could lose weight. They just say I have to. Just kind of like today when I gave you the example, I went to the gym. I have to. You know, I always say what I what I teach I I do. Right. Right? And that's the same thing. See see how my mind works, because it just overtook it today. It was just I have to. There's no no ifs, ands, or buts in my vocabulary. Okay, so that's what these people kind of got to. It was just again, they've had enough. They had to make the lifestyle change. There was just no other way. They wanted a good quality of life. Nothing was going to get in their way. It became a priority. It almost became an obsession. Actually, what I found out, talking with a lot of these people, it did become an obsession. It was like an obsession for them. Now, that's a great obsession to have. That's right. There's good ones and there's
1: bad ones. That's right. And ones that help you to live a longer, healthier life are good ones. Yeah. I
0: mean, if you're obsessed to alcohol and drugs, I would suggest that. That's right. Right? That's right. But if you're obsessed to your health and fitness, I would suggest that.
1: Particularly since
0: it seems like most of the population is not. No. Well, I'll give you an example. Most of us are obsessed with things in our life that don't even really take us anywhere, don't help us. For example, watching stars on TV. Let's say you're watching Dancing with the Stars, Survivor, and The Bachelor, but you're overweight. Okay, there's a problem. You're obsessed with other people's lives and not your own. Mm. Yeah, good point. Right? You could be out at the gym. You could be out exercising, but instead you're at home and you're obsessed with watching these people on TV. That's an obsession. You're not obsessed with your own life. So get obsessed with your own life. Right? Very important. Anybody that does anything great in life or changes their weight... That's a great achievement, and they've become obsessed with it. Anybody that I've known in health and fitness that have keeps their weight off has literally become obsessed with doing it, okay? I mean, even you look at successful actors, business people, anybody that becomes famous, they become obsessed to get to the top.
1: Yeah, they spend a lot of time and effort and they're constantly thinking about what it is they want in that area. That's right. They're
0: consistently thinking about it. They're just obsessed with their goal, right? It's not a bad thing. Yeah, they're not it's sleepwalking. Not, no, it's not a bad thing. I, I mean all of admit, I'm obsessed with becoming one of the top motivational speakers of the day. Of, or, of the day. I'm, again. I'm obsessed with becoming one of the top motivational speakers of the world. So every day I work on it a little more and a little more. It takes me closer to my goal every day. I mean, the extra work I do, I'm getting closer and closer all the time now. I mean, I socialize with, you know, the top people in the world now. I'm getting closer and closer to my goal. I have books coming out. I have all kinds of stuff going up. So I'm obsessed with that. It's a good obsession to have. But having said that, I'm obsessed also obsessed with my health and fitness. See, I'm obsessed with my exercise. I'm obsessed with my life to have a healthy life. Now, if I wasn't obsessed... With my health and fitness, I don't think I could have the rest because I couldn't become a top speaker of the world wide Mm -hmm. because I couldn't go around and travel. I couldn't speak. I couldn't stand on stage because my health wouldn't be there. That's right. So I have become obsessed with those two things. They mean a lot to me. Health and fitness will always be my number one obsession because I believe that you have to be obsessed with that to create a great life. And I think for myself, when I look back to create success, I did the same thing as a lot of these people did. Is I just had enough. Like there yeah. was just there was just no more. Like and this was going to become my life. Whatever I had to do, I was going to think about it. I was going to eat, you know. I was going to sleep. I was going to talk about it, you know. Everything it just became my life. I mean, I, I'm obsessed because I track my workouts. I plan my eating. I set my goals every night before I go to bed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I do all this stuff, so I'm obsessed with it. It gets me the results. Like one night I went to bed. And I'm in bed, and I was writing now my goals out for the next day. Because every night I go to bed, and I write all my goals out for the, the, the next day. And I'm writing out my goals at night, and I start lay down. And I was going to go to sleep, and I'm like, oh, I forgot to brush my teeth. So my goals are so important to me, they even take over brushing my teeth, I thought. You know, And to right. me, that was a pretty cool thing, because I realized that's a great thing to become successful. Yeah. Because I was thinking about it so much, right? So I got up and brushed my teeth. But what I'm saying is, because I do all that... It's it is somewhat of a, an obsession, but it came back to that I've had enough, and I just had to make it happen.
1: Yeah, and super focused on it, I think, is another way of looking at it. That's right. right.
0: I mean, for example, if I know that I'm going to have a busy day the next day, and I'm not going to be able to make the gym, I make sure that I get up at five in the morning and go do my workout. I either do my home routine that I'm going to that we're going to have on the website. Yeah. All the routines that I lost 45 pounds on doing them at home, they're going to be on the website and the new membership site for you guys, and. I get up at 5 in the morning and I do my routine. Because I know that I'm not going to be able to do my fitness in that day because I'm too busy. Right, right. So it's just there's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. I have to do it. Yeah. Now stop and take a look at your guys' self right now, everybody listening. Do you guys have that have to do it attitude? Have you guys had enough? Is, is there people that are sitting there right now listening to this podcast going, okay, I've hit threshold. I understand what Shane's saying. I've had enough in my life. This is time to make the change. And like I said last podcast, don't wait till New Year's Eve. I You're know right. there's some people still sitting there going like this, Well, I got this New Year's Eve goal. And when January first comes in I'm gonna set my goals and I'm gonna lose weight and I'm gonna become healthy and I'm gonna become vibrant and, you know, energized. And that's just not the right way to do it. No, that's, that's right. not the right way to do it. So why don't it happen? No. So why don't you get a good start right now and do it today? Because some of you listening right now are saying, okay, Shane, I agree with you. I have had enough. I'm going to get up tomorrow morning. I'm going to put my shoes right in front of the door my workout clothes, I'm going to jump out of bed, I'm going to put myself in a great emotional state, I'm going to make good pictures in my head, I'm going to see myself healthy, fit, and thin, I'm going to get my shoes on, I'm going to get my exercise clothes on, I'm going to go out the door, and I'm going to do my exercise. Why? Because it's a have to. That's right. Number one priority. That's right. Because you've had enough. Now think of a time when you wanted to achieve something, but you did not achieve it. Oh, I bet you you didn't have that have-to attitude. Mm -hmm. Good point. I think now of a time when you actually achieve something that you want to achieve. I guarantee that you had that have-to attitude.
1: Yeah, there's no room for failure. No, there isn't.
0: You developed that attitude where it was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to succeed. Yeah. I've had enough of the other situation that I was in, right? Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one. This is uh, number six, the top ten. Number six.
1: This will be the last one we do for this podcast episode. Is this the last one?
0: Yep. Okay, I want to do another one then. <laughs> <laughs> I want to you do this. change yeah, number six. I'm changing number six. I'm changing number six. I want to leave this one away today because I think this is really important. I think we don't think about this one very much. And this one is going to seem very simple. But you must do it to stay with your fitness forever. And that is, you've got to have fun and enjoy the process. Mm, absolutely. Many people believe that getting in shape and eating healthy is this grueling thing. So, let's face it. If you think, right now, if you're sitting there going, Oh my God, I'm going to have to like exercise. and It's going to be grueling and eat healthy. and It's going to be grueling. You've already lost. Believe me. Who can eat that many cucumbers? Yeah. You're already setting your brain up. For failure. Yeah. You're talking yourself out of it already. So if you're sitting there right now and you're saying, Oh, exercise is hard, it's grueling, I can't do it, I'm telling you you're not gonna do it. Good point. So you've gotta make it fun. It does not have to be a battle, right? Yeah. It might not be like it's like you know how some people go they hate to go see their in-laws? Like I got friends like that. No. They, they just do not like to go see the in-laws. A couple of guys I know, they don't get along with them. I like my in-laws yeah. better than my ex. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe that's why she's ex. <laughs> and, you know, they, they just, there's this grueling thing about going to the in-laws. Someone's like, oh, i got to go to this. And I said, look, why don't you create some fun there? I said because you're talking yourself, you're talking to yourself like that already, and your language, and you're already setting yourself up for failure. And I said, look, but we're going to do a, a different pattern here for you. And he says, well, what are we going to do? I said, we're going to create fun. You're going to start thinking that you're going to go there and have fun, and you're going to enjoy the process, and you're going to enjoy being with them, and you're going to find stuff that you appreciate about them. You know, hey, you love your wife. They brought her into the world. That's a pretty darn good thing. And if they weren't there, you wouldn't have her, right? And he goes, yeah, you're right, Shane. Okay, well, let's have some fun. So we created some fun where he could go have some fun. Then he call, He goes to the in-laws' house, and he calls me at the in-laws' house, and he goes, hey, I'm doing it, and I'm actually kind of having fun. And I said, no, you're not. Actually, you are having fun. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah I am having fun. I said, good, go get out there and have some fun. Send me a $1,000 check later, I said. <laughs> joking, but was I joking? He did he did. send you the money? Yeah, he did. Oh, well, then he, he said he, he did. But he took me home for supper. Oh, that was nice. Yeah, he did. So, But he had fun. So wh- why I use that story is you've got to look forward to doing your exercise. Remember, the brain can't tell the difference between what's real or what's vividly imagined. That's right. So you can trick your brain into having fun.
1: Well, and it's a lot easier if you have a lot of fun. Well, it is. And find out what you enjoy doing and do those things because... I think there's a lot of things people like to do that they don't do because they're too busy watching uh, Dancing with Stars or Survivor. That's right. You know, And if you just said, okay, I'm going to cut out those things and I really enjoy whatever it is, volleyball or walking or hiking or whatever, just go do
0: it at that time because you have lots of time during the day. Yeah, Yeah. start looking forward to doing exercise because how good you're going to feel after. I mean, think yep. about when you exercise. When you walk out of exercise, because you've released so many endorphins, you feel good. Yep. It's your natural high. Because when endorphins go, it like creates that serotonin that makes you happy. When that happens, it's like a whole different state it puts you in. We don't need drugs. We don't need smoking. We don't need food. We don't need alcohol. You can do it with exercise. That's right. Well, I mean, that's a pretty cool thing, but we just can't seem to get on to this concept for some reason, a lot well, of us. Well, it's not instant gratification, right? Well, it almost is, because when you think about it, when you walk out of exercise, you release, you release the endorphins, so you get good feelings. So it's kind of instant gratification because it's like, well, I guess if you're drinking a beer or a smoke, it takes, what, five minutes, so you get five minutes. So it takes an hour to get, you know, more gratification. But it's still... Pretty good instant gratification for an hour. Yeah, it's not like you're waiting, you know, uh, 60 days or something to lose weight. So it's, you know, a pretty good release. And I look at that, and I use that to release my endorphins a lot, to create those great feelings. That's why I love to exercise, because when I come out, I like feel just great. Like when I was driving here today, after I exercised, I'm in my car, the tunes are cranked, I'm singing away, I'm just loving it. Why? Because I felt so great. There you go. Yeah, it was just awesome. I mean, I'm just so happy to be alive, right? And I was so happy that I could go to exercise. I could do this, mm-hmm. right? And there's a lot of people that can't. You know, their health is deteriorated so bad that they can barely get off the couch now. Now, I'm not saying use that as an excuse because I believe that everybody can find the right strategy. I, I truly believe that a lot of people use um, things as excuses Well I have a knee problem Well I have a back problem Well I have a headache Well my cat told me I couldn't go And my dog told me I couldn't go You know now I'm just kind of being cheeky But the bottom, the bottom line is I truly believe that a lot of people make excuses up And the thing is all you have to do is find What works for you the best right. The strategy that works for you There's always a way There's always a way if you're committed That's right absolutely and All right,
1: so that, that's uh, the first five of our top ten
0: beliefs. Hey, I wasn't done yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what is the Are we running we're out of time? We're well past running out of time. Are we? Yes. Okay, well, let
0: me give a couple more tips here. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> Did you notice he just cut me off because he knew we were done, but I didn't want to stop? Yeah. <laughs> so what I want you guys to do is when you create fun, do stuff... That, like, play music, or do stuff, try different exercises, or um, go to different places. Uh, Let me give you an example, quickly here, of a friend that does yoga. I have a guy friend that's going to yoga. He used to hate yoga. Okay? This is how he's doing his exercise. He's actually been losing weight, too. He walks, too. And he's going to yoga. And he calls me, and he says, man, I love yoga. I said, why do you love yoga? And he says to me, Shane... There's 25 girls in my yoga class in downtown Vancouver, and there's three guys, and two of the guys are gay. <laughs> and I said, cool, you love yoga. He said, I love yoga. He says, yeah, I'm like enjoying it. I'm like chatting up all the girls. And he says, we went out the other night for green tea after 11 girls and me. Nice. And he's like, I love yoga. So what I, I sat down and I said, I, I, what he did was he found fun in yoga. Now, because there was lots of women around there. Now, you put 25 guys in his yoga class and him and one girl, I guarantee he calls me and he goes, I hate yoga and I'm quitting.
1: That's right. But
0: why, the, why, the, why I'm using that story is because he found something that was fun for him.
1: That's right.
0: And so that's keeping him going. He's enjoying it. You know, he's talking to the girls and he's hitting in great shape and he has all kinds of yoga exercises now. And, and he used to hate yoga. But again, he, he made it fun for himself. It's kind of like when I go to exercise and if I'm working out with my training partner, me and him are talking all the time, we're joking, we're having fun. We, we look at the clock and we don't even know what time, time it is. We could have been there for three hours. Like we, right. we have no idea how long we've been there because we're having so much fun together. And when I don't have a training partner, right? I put on my iPod. This is when I'm doing a gym routine. I put on my iPod and I listen to music because I love music. I have fun doing that. And then when I'm doing my home routines, I enjoy doing the routines. And when I'm doing the routines, I put on my iPod as well. I put music on in the house. And I do my home routines, and I put on my favorite music. And I love doing that, so I have fun. So a lot of people say to me, Shane, why and how can you stick with your exercise? And I go, well, the very first step is I have fun. I found stuff that I enjoy to do. See, I wouldn't be doing the home routines if I didn't enjoy them. And I enjoy when I put on the music. I wouldn't be... Going to certain, you know, fitness classes that I go to sometimes if I didn't enjoy them. Like, I used to go with one of my ex-girlfriends. We used to go to uh, about ten different fitness classes. We used to go to, like, step aerobics, and we used to go to, like, dance class, and we used to go to all these things. And half the things I went to, I had no idea what I was doing. And I was, like, literally making a fool of myself. I was doing all these crazy steps, and I was in the back, and there was all these girls that were going way faster than me. But the bottom line is I was having fun doing it.
1: That was the key. Yes, that's right. And I
0: was, like, kept saying, hey, when are we going to go to another fitness class? Because it was fun. So do you see, my strategy was finding things that were fun. And, and this is what I noticed that these people did. They found stuff that was fun for them. And that's how I have stuck to fitness for so long of my life, is that I have just created fun all the time. And I think that's a great way to have an excited life, right? Just create a lot of fun
1: and, and enjoyment. That's right. Cool. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this particular uh, podcast episode. This is part one of two parts, the top ten beliefs that will help you get your weight to where you want it to be. Right? That's right. All right. So thanks, Shane. Those first five were awesome. I'm looking forward to uh, hearing the next five. Any uh, homework for everybody? Find something fun to do that makes you sweat. That's right. And take on yeah, Sauna.
0: Yeah. All
1: right. We found it.
0: <laughs> sauna. <laughs> yeah, write in if that's fun for you, sitting in a yeah. sauna. And then talk for half an hour like I did and see what's fun.
1: That's <laughs> right. So, yeah, let us know what some of the fun things you're doing that get your heart rate up, that get you sweating, that gets that gets you fit. And uh, head over to freeweightlosspodcast.com and leave a comment. And we'd really like to hear what it is. And we're going to... Uh, probably highlight some of the best comments in our next podcast episode.
0: Yeah. I mean, it could be even just, like, calling up a friend and walking with a friend all the time. I mean, when me, yeah. and, when me and Scott go for walks, we have a lot of great talks, so that's fun. That's me. right. That, me too. That's fun, so I enjoy that. So there's we're burning calories, but at the same time, we're enjoying what we're doing. Yeah, I mean, it's fun, and it's also relaxing,
1: and we're uh, getting rid of kind of negative energy usually
0: letting it all kind of go that's and right. we're in a good environment and that that's makes right. it
1: just just great a beautiful environment that's,
0: that's right. right so what I want you guys to do is take on that have to attitude right now make that decision in your brain today's the day you're not going to wait any longer now it's now that you're going to make the change in your life you have to you've had enough this is it and I'm going to find something fun to do I'm committed so right now go get your running shoes put them by the door get your workout clothes. put them by the door write down your goals and make
1: sure you do it tomorrow everybody Think fit, be fit. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.